Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Radiohead. Keep your brainwaves positive. I'm sending positive frequency to you all around the world. Wherever you are, Radiohead is on the case. Radiohead, the new superhero adventure by Primrose Lee. It's the podcast that gives you a little bit of insight into our social distance lives from rural central Bedfordshire here in Clop Hill. Uh, it also is an activity for Primrose as part of a home learning in this current lockdown period. In this current dark room. Yeah, Primrose has decided we're doing the podcast in the dark today. <laughs> I got a load of blankets in my bed pillows. Yes, <laughs> and it's very sleepy. Do you know what it reminds uh, me of, Primrose? It reminds yeah. me of... Um, some of my presenters at Radio Lab, the students, they often do programmes in the dark. And I find it utterly bizarre. It's like, this will hurt your eyes. What are you doing staring at the screen like this? And yet here I am, convinced by you to do the same thing. Yay! Primrose, for the sake of our listeners, we should probably explain why Radiohead was a thing just then. Because um, our school told us to make a superhero who gives positivity waves everywhere. And we thought it would be a nice touch to make a um, superhero that has a radio for a head, literally. (laughs) Yes. And and shall we put the picture on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed, so people can see what we're talking about. Yes, Uh, your superhero, positive superhero creation. I like it. So coming up on uh, this edition of the podcast, we will be having a book review. It's What's the book we're reviewing again? Codename Banana. And who is that by? I think it's by David Williams. You're right, it is. Uh, we will be speaking with Tabby. I mean, that's slightly a lie. We actually spoke to her earlier this week. Your cousin, um, who is in rural Leicestershire. You have four cousins. How many second cousins have I got, including mummies? Because mummy has a lot of second cousins. No, no idea. No idea. <laughs> um, we will be reading some of your emails and messages. Some people have responded, Primrose, to your request. What was it? Imagination splat? Yes, my imagination splat. Have you got another imagination splat for people to respond to? Well, yes, but I can only do that at the end of the podcast, well, I'm afraid. Or at the end of the emails and messages section. Yes. Yes, okay, cool. Uh, we'll hopefully be speaking to Mummy in the garden, because we are again in the spare room today. So uh, Mummy will be hopefully disturbable from her garden shed environment. Her garden shed being her nice office, which is not much like a shed. <laughs> There will also be a riddle, Primrose, before the podcast is up. We will give you the solution to the riddle. But right now, you are going to tell people what the riddle is. Go for it. The riddle is, what word is spelt wrong in the dictionary? Say that again. What word is spelt wrong in the dictionary? Surely no word is spelt uh, wrong in the dictionary. Except once they were World War Two, as World War Two. What World War Two? Yeah. 
Well, that's just an abbreviation, isn't it? I know, but it's still spelt wrong. <laughs> so that's the riddle. Uh, let's go on to the book review that uh, Primrose has prepared for us. I've planned it, actually. I'm going to go through a full book review of Codename Bananas that I've carefully planned out. So... The book title is Codename Bananas. The author is David Williams and the illustrator is Tony Roth. It is fiction. It's got some humour. It's got some adventure. It's an animal story. And it's historical. Okay. Um, here's um, three, event, three big events that happen. But I might as well not tell you them because... Oh, we don't want to give away the plot. Okay. Maybe just tell us a couple of things. I'll tell you the setting. London in World War II. World War II, yeah. Or World War II. World War II. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I've done a character description. His name is Eric. He is kind. He he has big ears and is small. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt personally excited about this character. What what was it exciting about Eric? The book, how how he's involved in it. Why is it an exciting book? Yeah. Tell tell me more because listeners might not have a clue what goes on, but you haven't really painted a picture of the story. Well, it's about oh, I can't say anything without giving away you the can, whole thing. As long as you don't say what happens at the very very end, I think people will forgive you. Like give a couple of examples of exciting things that happen. His nanny dies. That's not an exciting thing. That's a very sad thing. Poor Eric. I want to say the thing that happens at the end. Well, what about something that happens at the beginning? Because um, so much happens in this book. You're not, you know, you're not, you're, you're spoilt for choice. Okay. Um, they go into a guest house. Oh. Without spoiling the bit about the guest house. Okay. <laughs> but what happens before that? Like there's a whole have you even mentioned the fact that a gorilla is the main character? Yeah, there's a gorilla called Gertrude. And what happens to the gorilla at the start of the story? She want that um the zoo manager wants her to be put down. Mm. I think you can say that. Does Eric help her from not being put down? Yes. Is it a really serious story? You know, like a really Boring story of people going, mm, yes, and scratching their chins. No. <laughs> what? What? What is this? What sort of story is it then? It, it, it's adventurous. Uh, would you say then it was very funny? This story. Very funny, yes. Okay, and um, what sort of mark would you give it out of twenty on the Primrose, a uh, book review scoring system? Nineteen and a half out of twenty. Nineteen and a half out of twenty. That is, that is pretty decent. Okay, should I tell you why? What, why? It's 19 and a half. Yeah. Yes. There wasn't just enough blood and guts in there for me. <laughs> so, uh, David Walliams, if you want Primrose's full 20 out of 20 mark, you need to step up the gore levels. Why would you want blood and guts in a story like this? A heartwarming tale to do with a, a boy and a gorilla <laughs> and World War Two and the Nazis. And the thing that... Oh, I was just about to mention the thing that happened! Primrose, so, like, like I was saying, so much happens in this book. It's it's action-packed to a silly degree. I don't think it's a problem to give away some of the things that happen in the plot. You can say one or two things, as long as they're not near the end. Could I say Brawn Twins? You can say that there are two characters called the Brawn Twins, yes. In fact, they're in, right at the start of the book, when it tells you who the characters are, it talks about them. They're very nice old ladies. Oh, 
are they? With big wigs. Sounds primrose. It sounds primrose like you quite enjoyed this book. Is it uh, up to David Walliam's usual high standards? Well, I think it's one of his best. Can you remember any of his other books? Billionaire Boy. Oh yes. Was that the World War's Parents? Was him? Uh, that was him too. Yes. Um, World War's Parents. Um, World War's Teachers. Yes, I, I tell you what, Primrose, um, you're right to highlight there are some good books here, and and you can't go wrong with one of David Walliam's more recent books. He's actually a very good children's book writer. This one is particularly full of action. Literally every other chapter is a brand new adventure. And did you learn anything about history from reading it? No. Nothing at I all? I know lots about history already. Okay, could, all right, let me rephrase that question. Could you learn about history through reading it if you didn't know everything already? Um, yeah. You learn who the Prime Minister is. In in the UK, when? What, during the war? Yeah, could I tell you? Yeah, yeah. It's not as Winston Churchill. I don't, I think, you know, a lot of people know that already. He's quite famous. I, I know. He's quite famous. We will never surrender! We will never surrender! That's Daddy's impression. <laughs> That's probably not at all. We'll find them on the beaches. We'll never surrender. He said that after Dunkirk or sometime. I, I can't remember. Primrose, thank you for another spectacular, booktacular book review. Will there be another one next time around? Of course there will. Yes, I'm sure we'll squeeze in another book review soon. This week, we caught up with my older cousin, Tabby. How old is she, Primrose? Do you know? Is she the one who's 18 or the Mm. one who's 14? What's the the number in between those two numbers? 16. 16, I think so. She's 16 and Daisy's 21. Yep. And you caught up with Tabby and were able to ask her some questions. Shall we let everyone hear how it went? Yep. Hello. Primrose has got her proper old battered microphone up and running. It looks very professional, I will say. What are you doing, Tabby? What have we disturbed you doing? Uh, I'm currently doing history. Very fun. What history is it? Uh, We're currently doing about the Second World War and Hitler's invasion of Poland. Oh, I love that. What do you know about that, Primrose? We just read a book about it. It's by David Williams. Yes, we did read it. very good. Courtney Bananas! Yeah, very good. Do you have a pet of your own? I do have a pet of my own, and her name is Kilgara, and she is a bearded dragon. What do you know about bearded dragons? I mean, I know you know Tabby's pet, frankly, Primrose, but what, yes. what, what, can you, what do you know, and then Tabby can fill all the gaps in? Well, they blip, is it? I haven't said blip. that. Blip, yes. Blip. They do that, which is, do you remember what that is? It's where they stick their tongue out really fast and like yeah, back it's in again. like what snakes do, but it looks a bit more funny because their tongues are so little. Wow! And and why do they do that, Tabby? Basically, just to get a taste of their environment. It's kind of a help them smell as well. Geckos do it. Most reptiles do. They have a special organ that they rub it on, and to get a better smell of their environment. And how long have you had Kilgara, the bearded dragon? Three years now, I think. Her birthday was in November. Wow. And how long do they generally live 
for Ooh, about 16 years <gasps> so as old as i am crikey so you've you've got her for the long haul then yes i do i'm very excited um what is happening for exams this year it's a complete nightmare prim i'll tell you that um Basically, for this year, they've cancelled all the main exams because it would be kind of unfair to make us do that considering what's happening. But schools are now doing teacher-based assessment. So at the minute, they're just making us do as many questions and quizzes and stuff as we can just to see what our score would be. Okay, and and is that like... What, every every week or so you're getting quizzed on something or how how does it work pretty much yeah uh, so i'll use history as an example mm-hmm. she'll set us the week's worth of work and we have three lessons a week and in one of the lessons usually the first one she'll set us a small quiz thing just to know our general knowledge and then on the final lesson she'll set us a larger mark question like an eight or 16 mark one okay just so she knows what grade we're working at do, do you thrive in those conditions? Do you think you're doing okay or is it a real struggle? It's really difficult to motivate yourself to do it because they're setting quite a lot of work and I'm having to teach myself and it's just a lot. But I hate exams. I suck at them. Mm. I always have. So these conditions are kind of perfect for me because I'm able to just take as long as I need to. Have you ever had to do an exam, Primrose? We do math tests every year. Mm-hmm. We do spelling tests every week, math tests every week, and that's basically it. It's, all, it's sort of like an exam. The maths test at the, every year is probably the biggest one, mm. but that's about yeah. it. So, it's not very big. So, Tabby, it's it's GCSEs, right? That's what these are, these exams that yeah. you're not taking. <laughs> yes, one of the most important exams I could take I'm not mm-hmm. having. So what does that mean for next year because you have to go into some sort of other education have have they changed the rules around that or have you got plans in place for what happens for the next couple of years well I have gone into the college I wanted to get into I applied last month and they have replied quite quickly and I've gone in so if I can get above fours and fives which is like c's and b's I should be good and my projected grades are higher than that anyway. So hopefully I'll be set. That, see, see, do you know what Tabby just said there, Primrose? And she even translated it for old daddy language by saying B's and C's and things like that. Because she actually gave her grades as numbers, Primrose. And mm. I believe that is how they do it now. And I, I, have still, I still haven't quite worked out fours and fives, B's and C's. To be honest, I haven't really either. It's a, it's a weird change they made. I know what B's and C's and F's and... Well, yeah, that's mean. how it used to be. But there used to be letters, and now they're making Names. it numbers. I just got around that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be different by the time you're Tabby's age, probably. It'll be, oh, yeah. it'll be Roman it. numerals or symbols. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Be... It'll be emojis. Yeah. You got... <laughs> You got this laughter emoji with tears coming out your eyes. <laughs> well done. That's the highest mark you can get. And the lowest mark is the poo one with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. If my test could be scored that way, I'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> poo emoji. 
try again. <laughs> Tabby, good good luck with uh, with how you're being examined. That sounds it sounds challenging. Uh, how you're being examined, I should say. What is your favourite colour, and why do you like that colour? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm very on the fence between purple and red. Tell us why, Tabby. Oh God, I don't really know. <laughs> I've always liked purple, but red's such a vibrant, bright colour, which is very fun. And do you do you bread. use colours a lot? Are you <laughs> are you someone who is creative and artistic? Oh yeah, very much so. And Look so, in the background. I mean, you can see my yeah. array of. I mean, materials. our listeners, our listeners can't see this. I was trying to sort of glean this information out. How oh, how, how the podcast world works? Um, yeah, tell <laughs> it's us what's. A shame, be- very I, I'll shame. be more specific. Tell us what what is that behind you? All the colourful things behind you, Tabby. I've got a lot of random art materials behind me. I've got ta- uh, washi tape. I've got pens, watercolours, just paint. <laughs> Quite a lot of paint, and there's a lot more over there. But this is my main bit. And if if you're anything like you know your your mum or my mm. wife, your auntie, you have lots of different art things that you enjoy doing. But what would you say is your favourite sort of artistic thing to get up to at the moment? Mm. At the minute, I'm working on my own kind of cartoonish style. So like getting body proportions right in faces, which is very difficult. But I'm getting there. Wow. And and what so like just what, single pictures and images? Or are you doing some sort of like comic-y thing? That's kind of what I want to get to. But at the minute, I'm just trying to get the basics down. What about you, Prim? Um, she should see my desk in part of that cupboard. If yeah, because <laughs> that's basically crammed full of oh wow my art, my art resources. It used to be Mummy's cupboard, and now it's become. <laughs> Primrose's cupboard. There, there's more on my desk. She's been overthrown. Yeah, well, yeah, I I got overthrown a long time ago, and now uh, Primrose is starting to take over, and and Mummy in the garden is beginning to, you know, feel what it was like for me to suddenly have no space. Yeah, I'm sure Uncle Dickie can relate to that. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. Tell them what. Tell Tabby what Hermione did today. Oh, no. oh, okay, yeah. This She's is hot off two the press. naughty things. Two naughty things. So Primrose, <laughs> Primrose has a um, material. What, how would you describe it? Like um, a material, like fluffy, cuddly, primrosey thing. Like that's, it okay. spells out the name Primrose. And it's bunting. Yeah, bunting. Okay. That's it. That's it's better. fluffy. Fluffy Primrose bunting. It spells yeah, it out filling. the word Primrose. Ooh. And but it was a bit too close to Hermione's cage. It seems. <gasps> Because now it says Primrose. <laughs> oh no! No, the C oh, yeah. has already been nibbled. Oh yeah, the S has already got nibbled as well. So it almost doesn't even say. It almost just says Primrose. Um, <laughs> oh dear! But Hermione's oh, destroyed. She destroyed the E. Yeah, I'll sh- I'll go and get you some of the um, evidence. Oh, oh right, yeah, we'll go and get other remnants <laughs> no. of the E. Very naughty hamster. Hamsters well, are quite cheeky, I will say. We found it in her bedding. Oh, was she just hoarding it away? She was, yeah, well, yeah, she, like everything else, like all the food that we ever give her. Yeah, we've got some onion skin in there, and yeah. I think a bit of cardboard. Yeah, they steal the most random things hamsters do. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yes, that, that was the drama this morning. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you for having me. I feel very honoured. 
No, we're really pleased uh, to have got some of your time. We wish you the best of luck with your schoolwork and Hitler invading Poland. Uh, we don't wish we don't wish him luck with that, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, and that already, no. plus that already happened. And of course, that already happened. Too. There was a lot. Not of, much point wishing there, anything with that. There was a lot of blood. That's the only reason why I like World War Two. For some reason, very I gory of you. I know. Yeah. Tabby, when, when she learns <laughs> more about problem. it now, she's going to be able to tell us more about it next time we speak to her. <laughs> <laughs> if I can remember. Yes, or, or you block it out from your brain, never to do it again. Bye bye. Thank you, Bye-bye. Tabby. See you later. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. some of your emails and messages and primrose i i think it's fair to say some of our listeners were really taken uh, by your imagination splat idea uh, do you remember that yes can, yes and can you remember what you said as your idea in the first place and in fact what what were you asking people to to give ideas about well like imagination stuff because nowadays people don't really get chances to use their imagination to create things because you know, we're not really able to go anywhere. And did you? What did you ask people to come up with ideas about? Made up animals. And did you come up with something called a frizzlekin? Yes. And do you remember anything about the frizzlekins? Well, it's furry and it has a long pink tongue. It was quite small, wasn't it? Yeah, it's very small. Mm. Um, well, Primrose. Firstly, I know we don't normally read out messages from Mummy because we speak with Mummy in the garden. But Mummy did send a message with her idea of an animal. And she said, I am imagining an animal that is a custard-coloured blob, sort of like a huge fried egg. Its superpower is that it can envelop anything and turn it to liquid and then wee it out. They eat frizzlekins with their very sharp teeth, and they are called schmoobles. Like? Frizzlekins, watch out! That's right. Look out. The schmoobles are about. Primrose, we also got a message from your cousin Violet, who, uh, with the help of Auntie Becky, uh, I'd say Violet, possibly your cousin Ben as well, although he seems reluctant. I mean, if I play the audio to people, maybe they can hear for themselves. My animal would be a unicorn, so it's like half wolf and half unicorn, where like the unicorn's like really furry and it has like really like, and then it also hunts out in the night and has a whole pack and then it can also fly. And it can also spray unicorns. It can spray (laughs) unicorns out of its bum. Yes. Okay. Anything to contribute, Benjamin? Ben, this has been sent to Primrose. Have you thought of an animal? Ben shrugs there. Ben, think! Okay, bye. Ben shrugs and shakes his head, but you you get the idea. I like the sound of uh, your cousin Violet's animal, which um, shoots, what was it, unicorns out of its bum. Yeah, I like the sound of a wolf and a unicorn mixed. Yes. Um, so thank you uh, for, for those people that have contributed ideas uh, for the imagination splat. Um, I wonder, Primrose, if uh, you have an idea 
for an imagination splat that people might want to send their messages in about this week. Okay, here is this week's imagination splat. This week, I would like you to send in a video or a message or something like that. Yes. Don't send a letter, otherwise it will take days. Um, you can send a letter if you need We, we don't mind, yeah. About a type of new food. Well, this can be anything from spaghetti noodles with something weird and wonderful like that. And it can be anything like potato mash mixed with meatballs mushed in with it or banana mushed with milk and oats and vanilla and... So a new sort of food, like combination, or, or rather than coming up with a, a you, food sort that doesn't exist. You you can come up with a food sort that doesn't exist. It's optional. This one you've got two and two. You can combine. You can combine a couple of foods, mm-hmm. or you can make a new one of your own. Okay, but we just want you to tell us about some sort of food that you think people generally aren't eating at the moment. Tell us all about it. Uh, how can they get in touch with us with that imagination splat idea, Primrose? By primrosetoshed at gmail.com. Yep, that's the email address and the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash shed is also there for you to use. <laughs> This is Mummy in the garden. Hi Prim. We're in the garden and it's a little bit wet. It's a little bit rainy, isn't it? Yes, very rainy. (laughs) So if anyone can hear any noises, it's because there are raindrops pitter-pattering on our umbrellas that we've had to resort to to protect this mic. We don't normally do umbrellas, do we? We just normally put our waterproofs on. Anyway, shall we tell people what we did today? Yeah. So, Primrose rocketed through her schoolwork today and we had 45-minute blast of time, didn't we, to fit something in and you said, I want to go and make an elder bracelet for Isla. And so we just rallied, didn't we? We went to the shed and got the things we needed and we went for a walk armed with a saw and some secateurs. I think we looked a bit funny, really, walking up the paths <laughs> with that. But we found a lovely piece of elder. It was actually had little shoots on, signs of life, didn't it? But we know elder's a good one for growing back. So we took a little piece of elder. And why don't you say what we did, how we made the bracelet? Well, first you get the pith out of the elder. Well, no, that's not the first step. You need to cut it up, cut the elder up into small beads... Why does elder work really well for beads? Because you can hollow them out really easily. Just like a tent peg or a little narrow stick, poke it through and all the thing, stuff will come out that's in the middle. The stuff's called pith? Yep. And um, then you'll get a hollow bead and you just need to thread them onto string and tie it up and you'll have an elder bracelet. It's pretty easy to do at home if you have a carving knife or a saw or something. Yeah, a little hacksaw is probably quite helpful. So we got the elder and we cut it up at the allotment and then on our walk... What did you do on our walk? I did the pith. Pith pith poking. (laughs) It's like a tongue twister. And I peeled the bark off 
and then we threaded them onto a lovely piece of green elastic and you added some three lucky charms yeah some lovely brightly coloured beads from your personal collection and then we were able to drop it off at Isla's house weren't we why did you choose Isla for that little kindness today I'm not sure really you sit next to Isla at school do you miss her yes maybe that was why Mummy, is that all we've got time for? I fear it is. Well, um, thank you, Mummy, for another brilliant Mummy in the Garden. Thank you very much. Before we go, we've got just enough time to squeeze in the riddle and the answer. So here's the riddle again. Mm-hmm. What is spelt wrong in the dictionary? The answer is positive. What? The answer is pause it here? That's not no, an answer. the answer is... Oh, hang on. So hang on. The, the, the riddle was, what word is spelt wrong in the dictionary? Okay, and the answer is... Wrong! The word wrong is spelt wrong in the dictionary. Of course, Primrose, you little tease. What sort of riddle? That's like a catch-you-out riddle. It's a trick. Good one. Thank you. Great riddle skills. Uh, Shall we have another riddle for the next podcast? Yes, of course we should. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Shall we end it here then and and do our our wrapping up and say that uh, Primrose and Terry in the shed... Wrapping up the podcast. Podcast. Oh, oh, you're doing a rap, like the Hermione rap. Podcast. 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 It's nearly time to end. Nearly time to end. Nearly time to end the podcast. The podcast. Primrose and Terry uh, in the Shed was presented by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee. Produced by Primrose Lee. Edited by Terry Lee. The music is by Primrose Lee. And the artwork is by our good friend Stu Elvin. And that is Stu Primrose with... A double O! (laughs) Thank you for listening to Primrose and Terry in the Shed. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I report Mummy is having a piece of cheese. I report Mummy just knocked off a tin lid from the dryer. Yes, and now Mummy is cutting the cheese. Do you think Daddy will want a piece of cheese? I don't think Daddy, do you want a piece of cheese? Please text Mummy. I don't think he'll want a piece of cheese because he's not really a... What did you say? Oh! Just to prove me wrong. That's how well I know my husband. There you go. One for you. One for Daddy. Daddy, I've got express delivery cheese. Oh, that, that looks good. Oh, yeah.